Prescribed duties for mankind. Chapter 2 A jar meal delivered by the Vishnu Buddhas. Text number 40. Ajamil goes to hard work. And what does Ajamil do when he goes to hard work? It is a third, no, sorry, mm-hmm. Sarasmin Deva Sadhana Sarasmin Deva Sadhana Asino Yoga Mashtitaha Asino Yoga Mashtitaha Pratyahitendriya Grama Pratyahitendriya Grama Grama, yeah. Yuyo Jamana Atmani Yuyo Jamana Atmani Sarasmin Deva Sadhana Yoga Asthitaha 
performed bhakti yoga pratyahita withdrawn from all activities of sense gratification Indriya Brahmaha His senses Yuyoja He fixed Manaha The mind Atmani On the self For the super soul The supreme personality of Godhead In Harvard, Ajahnil took shelter at a Vishnu temple where he executed the process of Bhakti Yoga. He controlled his senses and fully applied his mind in the service of the Lord. The devotees who have joined the Krishna consciousness movement may live comfortably in our many temples and engage in the devotional service of the Lord. This is a very interesting purport. Not a very big purport, but a very interesting one. Thus, they can control the mind and senses and achieve the highest success of life, uh, in life. This is the process descending from time immemorial. Learning from the life of Ajahnil, we should vow with determination to do what is necessary to follow this path. That's it. Not a very big purple, but three sentences. Salakaya Chachumitam Jena Tasmaye Sri Guru Venamaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamaheyam Vedatika Padantikam Mukam Karoti Vacharam Pambun Nangaya Kirim Yatri Patamaham Bande Suburum Dinatayam Paramananda Madhavam Chaitanya Ishvaram
So, <clears throat> uh, Davis, I've been means, or is translated here, in one Vishnu temple. Right? The house of God, I suppose, or the place of God, or the place of the gods, Deva Sadhana. Asino Yoga Asthitaha. Prabhupada translates that as being situated there, he performed yoga. Of course, Prabhupada, when he translates yoga, how does he translate it? Bhakti, bhakti yoga. Yes, there is no other yoga but bhakti yoga. For the bhakti yogis. <laughs> so, asino yoga mastitaha. So, goes to a temple, a place of the gods, at Deva Sadhana, the seat of the gods, or the, yeah. and performs yoga practice. And how does he do that? Pratya Pritendriya Gramo. He withdraws his senses. Pratyahara means to withdraw the senses in the, the, in the um, Ashtanga yoga system withdraws the senses from sense credit, from material sense gratification. Now this is an important point because for the bhakti yogis that doesn't mean that they do nothing. Right? This withdrawing of the senses from engagement with the objects of the senses is a withdrawal of, well, it's a change of consciousness. Really, it's a change of consciousness, and so uh, it's not that a bhakti yogi is inactive. But sometimes the vision or the notion or the idea, the image of a yogi. I, I remember when I was 16, 16, 17, I wanted to be a yogi, and my idea of a yogi was. Leaving a cave in the Himalayas, you know, and stand on your head <laughs> and perform breathing exercise. And, and so there's this notion of withdrawing. And even in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes what a yogi is, and in more than one place actually in the Bhagavad Gita, a yogi is described as somebody who lives in a place of seclusion. Right. And so that notion is not entirely misplaced. Not entirely misplaced. But uh, specifically de defined in the Bhagavad Gita, and this is one of the major themes of the Bhagavad Gita, is this idea, well, that Arjuna had that to avoid the sinful reactions and the sinful activities of fighting with his superiors, his teachers, his family members, that he should withdraw from that place and, and live a life of seclusion, to avoid simple reactions, simple activities. 
this is a major theme of the Bhagavad Gita. But what does, our, what does Krishna say? No, no, not yet. Yeah, withdraw, yes, from sense gratification. But that doesn't mean not acting. It doesn't mean, you know, this, this, again, this idea go and live in a cave somewhere. Uh, uh, and, and you know this idea of seclusion means secluded from bad association you know, when Lord Chaitanya was asked what are, the, what are the qualifications of a devotee then the first, the first definition that he gave when the residents of Kalina Grant coming to Jagannath Puri they asked him was, what are, who was a devotee his first definition, he gave three definitions. First definition was Asat Sangachar. That this notion of seclusion means to cut off bad association. That doesn't mean not to have any association. And in fact, you know, association is, is important. Why Ajamil is going to the Deva Sadhana, you know, the Deva, going to the Vishnu temple. Right? And why Prabhupada put so much effort into establishing temples? Well, even though Prabhupada says most important work is preaching, book distribution, effectively. What do we, you know, what's our preaching? Um, Harina, book distribution, Prashada distribution. You know, Prabhupada saw these as key planks in his platform of outreach. Uh, uh, if you look at the history of 26 Second Avenue and the history of a Hare Krishna temple, effectively, then you know what was one of the first things that Prabhupada did with the devotees? Yes, but I'm thinking of something else that Prabhupada did. What did he do? What did Prabhupada do in the early days of Iskon with the devotees? He filled them up with prasadam. Prabhupada was amazed, you know, that some boys could eat ten chapatis. <laughs> but he encouraged them, eat more, eat more. So, Prashadam is very important because that, that's one of the key features of living in the association of devotees. It's Bhukte Bhojayate Jaiva, right? Mentioned by Rupa Goswami as one of the six exchanges of bhakti. And of love, affection. If you want to show affection for somebody, what do you do? What do you do? Feed them. Feed them. If you want to punish your children, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Simple, just give simple push up. Right? Really simple push up. What's going on around here? Mum's tired, exhausted, not tired, mum's exhausted, 
and the kids are complaining. <laughs> yeah, so uh, critical to a to the life of a temple is prashadam distribution. And what is prashadam distribution connected to? What is prashadam distribution effectively? Yes, but in terms of temple life, what is Bishara distribution related to? Purify the consciousness. What's that? Purify the consciousness. Yes, it is. But what activity is it related to? Deity worship. Deity worship. Yes, it's part of deity worship. It's part of deity worship. So again, Deva Sada, this temple. Temple is important. Prabhupada said though that the book distribution, right, is more important. But how much effort did Srila Prabhupada put into establishing temples? Do you think? How much effort did Prabhupada put into establishing? Even though he said temple worship is secondary, how much effort did he put into it? What do you, what do you think? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Which meant that he put more in the book distribution. So we see in Prabhupada's life, you know, every morning, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, Prabhupada would rise and translate. You know, write. So Prabhupada was always working on his manuscripts, preparing the Bhagavatam, preparing the Chaitanya Charitamrita, preparing teaching. You know, if you look at if you look at Srila Prabhupada's literary output, it's quite phenomenal the number of books that he published in a short span of time, twelve years or so, Prabhupada, you know, his output is prodigious. So Flight mode is generally recommended, otherwise you'll be distracted. So, uh, um, whilst, you know, Harinam, book distribution, the Bhagavad Marga, if you like, the preaching, is, mo- is, is more important still Having temples is important because that's the center of our community. But where's the center of our community activities is the worship of Radha Baba and Gornito and Jagannath Baba It's the center of our Kirtan culture. A bit disrupted at the moment. But where do we get our where do we get our amrit um, our nectar from? In the morning, greet the deities, guru puja, kirtan, isn't it? That's we probably forgot. We forgot what it's like because we've been locked down, turned upside down, inside out, and whatever. 
But really, you know, that, the, the, the opportunity for the community to come together, worship the deity, uh, have, and, you know, part of that worship, again, just as Prashadam distribution is part of deity worship, Kirtan is part of deity worship also. Right? So in that environment, that's where the community's heart kind of beats. Ideally. And this is why Prabhupada put so much effort into establishing temples. Right? And why we put so much effort and work into maintaining temples. And along with that, you know, the kirtan, the classes, the uh, prasadam, the experience. The experience. You know, I was <clears throat> I was in Adelaide recently. One of the devotees was making some comments about how the boys in Adelaide went to Melbourne for the Christmas picnic. Huh? Why did they go there just for Prashada? Just to fill their bellies, huh? kind of that was the insinuation. And I I was thinking, well, the reason why they went there was, yes, the prashadam, but it was more than a prashadam, right? It was more than a prashadam. Why did 400 devotees go to the farm for the Christmas picnic? Was it just to have something to eat? Association. Huh? Association. What's that? Association. Association. They went there because it makes them feel good. Right? <laughs> Not just that they've got a full belly, because they've got a full belly too. But that's just part of the package. Huh? It's just part of the package. Just like last night, got a Google business message. Are you open at 5.30? Are you open at 5.30? And is there dinner being served? So, you know, when people go to the temple, it's expected that you'll get, well certainly around here, it's expected that you'll get some prashadam. In fact, you know, on New Year's Day, a lot of people came at lunchtime and the lunch wasn't expecting 400 people. We were preparing for, for 400 people in the evening because that's when we had our, that's when we had our New Year's Day, you know, feast. And uh, I got a message <laughs> complaining. Why wasn't there enough prashadam for the guests at lunchtime? And, and why were the servers favouring their friends? Uh, this is what happened. I don't know if you know what happens around here, but if there's not enough prashadam, then, you know, it's the servers who look after themselves and their mates. Which is not really our culture, actually. Notice, has anybody died of starvation in this community? Because they missed out on lunch. But they might have lost a few grams of weight. <laughs> My day. Huh? But really interesting how, uh, you know, important the temple is. And the culture of the temple. Why, why, we, why we work hard. It's not, you know, we live a life of seclusion. In that we only associate with devotees. That's our... This is our secluded place, right? 
But it is quite busy. It's not a place where you do nothing. Huh? It's not a place where... I know, you know, I don't know whether we have it there now, but... Uh, uh, the most read item on the notice board... Do you know what the most read item on the notice board is? In the temple? Sibia, what's the most read item on the notice board, you reckon? What do you think? Who'd like to say? Do you do? What? Bill's lines? No. No, although that is important. That's, they already know that anyway. Festivals. What's that? Festivals. No, no. Although that is important too, and they do read it. What's the, what's the thing, that, well, at least in my observation, that people spend most time looking at? Canada. Huh? Canada. No, the roster. The roster. They stand in front of the roster and they look at all of the items. Then they look at all the names of the devotees. Whoa, what's going on here? This is it's full on. Huh? This place is full on. There's a lot to be done. So, you know, it can, it can confuse people. Temples can be a place of, you know, people thinking, I want to be a yogi and I want to be a beastly. Then they come to the temple and they're immediately thrown in the kitchen to do something. And they get there all day. Right? It's busy, it's busy, it's busy, it's busy. But then, but it's very interesting, I've mentioned this, I've mentioned this many times over the last few months, but then people say, I, I really, this place is special. This place is special. There's a sense of peace and calm that you experience in the temple that you don't get anywhere else. Huh? I remember first weeks, days going to the temple in Adelaide. And Attention Rupert and I would rise early and go for the morning program and then work, do service most of the day, then go home and go, boy, that was intense. Uh, that was full on, you know. But then the next morning, oh, I've got to go back for more. Right? Can't stay away from the temple. That place is, it's full on, but there's something there that I that I experience and I can't get anywhere else. Right? So, uh, Prabhupada says here, the devotees who have joined the Krishna consciousness movement may live comfortably in our many temples and engage in the devotional service of the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Right? Prabhupada says, may live comfortably in our many temples. So what does that mean? Comfortably. Uh, may live comfortably. You know, sometimes people think, be a yogi, you have to be austere. Uh, be austere. But here Prabhupada says, you may live comfortably 
in our many temples. Now, in another place, Prabhupada says, householders especially should avoid opulent clothing, residence and conveyances. Have you heard read that? It's in the Chaitanya Chaitanya So, well, on the one hand, Prabhupada says comfortably, but not opulently. Okay, so what's the difference? How do we determine? How do we determine comfort? Being happy with what you've got and love is you don't need any more. Okay, that's sub- that's subjective, isn't it? Your 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 measurement of comfort might be different to mine. Absolutely. Right. So what? What Prabhupada says, not opulent clothing, conveyances, oh sorry, clothing, residences and conveyances, right? But here it says comfortably. How do we, where do we get the balance of between comfort and opulence? Need was want. So need versus want? Needs versus wants. Wants are always going to be more than needs, right? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, how do we determine? Um, take um, necessity, but not like beyond need. Say that last bit again. Like, um, like have a take what's necessary, yeah. but not, greed. not be greedy. Not be greedy for the who love Jones. Okay. okay. How, my, how many who love Jones is comfortable? <laughs> and how, how many who love Jones is too much? Do you think? Prabhupada kept, you know, what he called his Iskong bullets. Uh, in 26 Second Avenue, Prabhupada had a jar of Gulab Jamas for anybody who is, you know, after they've eaten 10 chapatis for lunch, if they're feeling pe- slightly peckish, they can have some Gulab Jamas. Right? So, okay, how do we determine it? Comfort and opulence. We've got a, a definition here. Take what is necessary, don't be greedy. Over here we have whatever you're happy with. Is that right? John? Uh, yeah, well, yours is more subtle than that. Not really, I mean, uh, in my experience, the more you have, the more you're subjected to it, and the more it owns you. Ah, ooh, right, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Don't be controlled by externals. Because, you know, um, here, Asino Yoga Astitaha. He fixed himself in bhakti yoga, and we know in bhakti yoga there are prescriptions, there are guidelines. Atyahara, prayasasta, prajaponi, amagraha. You know, don't over endeavor for things that are difficult to obtain. Don't overeat is a, is a recommend, recommendation for any yogi. Right? So there is a, a, uh, a line between comfort and, you know, overdoing it. 
And that'll be different for each one of us. But it'll, it'll be, there, there are guidelines. Yuktahara, what is it? Yukta Kama Sachetasu, Yukta Swapnavabodasya, Yoga Bhavati Dukkaha. Right? Six chapters. If this, six chapters of the Bhagavad Gita has some, some advice. So, what's that? Regulated. Prabhupada describes Yukta. Yuktaha as being regulated. Regulated. Yuktahara Biharasya means regulated eating and sleeping. Right? Don't eat too much, don't eat too little. Don't sleep too much, don't sleep too little. You know, for many years I made six hours of sleep my kind of standard. And have a guess what? I discovered over time. Huh? It runs you down. It runs you down. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> For me, it's not enough. So now when I set my alarm, it's seven hours. I have to do it. If I don't, I'm ratty, I'm annoyed, I crash. Usually what happens is I crash. You know, you see it in the Bhagavatam class, or the devotees who haven't had enough sleep. They just, mm. they start leaning over. <laughs> Nothing more embarrassing than starting to snore in the Bhagavatam class. You wake yourself up. <laughs> and source of, abuse, source of abusement for others. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be different. And, you know, I, I probably got away with it for some, not many years actually. But, Always would have to sleep throughout the day because you know didn't have enough sleep. Or often we used to have the commando kind of sankirtan crew, and we would try to go to bed by nine o'clock because every morning we were up at three o'clock. <clears throat> It'd be a race to get to the bathroom first. It'd be a race to get into the temple room to start chanting rounds first. We used to have a joke. So, at Marama, because the Brahmacharya Ashram was upstairs. And At Marama would dip his toothbrush in the fish pond as he went past. <laughs> so he'd have his toothpaste on by the time he went into the bathroom. <laughs> so it's interesting, isn't it? Prabhupada says that you can live comfortably in a temple. Uh, not that the temple is a place of austerity. <laughs> it's interesting, uh, Rameshwara, uh, he was a Rameshwara Maharaj then, came to Melbourne. And um, all of the showers were cold. Right? This is mid 70s. When I arrived in 1978, there were two warm showers. Thanks to the mercy of Rameshwara, uh, now Prabhu, then Maharaj, who said to the devotees, you're not going to keep any devotees if you don't have warm showers. Right? So one of, the, one of the reasons for the competition was just to get the warm shower. <laughs> I think they're all warm now, right? All the Brahmachari showers are all warm. Although, you know, still an austerity to walk to the shower. 
not much of an austerity what we, we used to have to walk from up here down to the back to go to the shower in the winter time. Actually, we used to, we had um, a duty, there was a duty, not on the roster anymore, but there was a duty to guard the deities every night. Right? And you would sleep out on the veranda out here uh, in front of Radhavala's door. How do you reckon? So, go for that service. It's, it's a fantastic service because you're, you're sleeping at night thinking of the deities. Uh, although on occasion I do remember waking up with the rain blowing on you know, I rolled over to the edge of the veranda. It was raining outside, and you get woken up by the rain splashing in your face. But it was very, it, it's a very, it's a very, um, it was a very uh, satisfying service to do that. To be rather Balaba's guard. Yeah. Because the Brahmacharya is now petitioning for uh, ensuite bathroom. <laughs> so we have plans. We have plans to make it more comfortable. More comfortable for everybody. Uh, and why? So that one can easily then engage in bhakti yoga. But this is the reason for it. Not that we create artificial austerities and make it hard for ourselves to serve. We should try to make service to Krishna as easy as possible to perform. Not make it artificially uh, restrictive or difficult or too hard. And why? So, Prabhupada says here, so, they, who's that? The devotees who have joined the Krishna consciousness movement can control the mind and senses and achieve the highest success in life. So, you know, this notion of austerity or, you know, this notion of seclusion, which is this kind of traditional idea of a yogi, is kind of discarded by the Krishna consciousness movement, by even Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, it's you know that, that one should be active in Krishna's service that one can take money that one can take resources one can use people or in, you know not use in the sense of exploit but engage in the sense of uh, cooperation and um, service to others that it's a collaborative it's a collaborative effort using the facilities that Krishna gives and, and you know even in the Bhagavad Gita again there's a theme if you worship Krishna then automatically you'll prosper right worshiping Krishna means it's mentioned in the what, third chapter isn't it if you sacrifice for the demigods then you'll prosper. Right? 
And automatically, if you're serving Krishna, then you're automatically serving all of the demigods. So automatically then, if you're you're a servant of Krishna, then you'll be be prosperous. We don't serve Krishna to be materially prosperous. Right? We serve Krishna because he likes it. And of course we like it too. But one of the benefits... One of the side benefits of service to Krishna is that you will be looked after. Right? Prabhupada said, we're living in the palace of the, of the emperor, of the king. Right? So we share the same opulences. Right? And we do. We do. Because you know, we don't yet, you know, join the Hare Krishna movement to see the world. Although that's probably what will happen. Uh, um, so that's certainly what happened to me, but it wasn't why I wasn't why I didn't join. Although the devotees are always saying, "You've got to go to India. You've got to go to India," because you know the first time I went to India, I got so sick that when I came back, I said, "What's the big deal about going to India? You go to India almost to die." <laughs> but you know, you will prosper. But that's not the reason why we serve Krishna. But it is a fact. Anybody here? Not getting fed properly? No. Anybody here not clothed properly? I don't think so. Anybody living here not well taken care of in terms of, you know, residence? You're living in Albert Park. How can you be living in Albert Park doing okay? Even if you're paying the rent. So, mind and sensual control is affordable by the, the, the devotees. Is, is provided, everything is provided for. Although, you know, in the early days, we don't perhaps appreciate now how much of an austerity the devotees endured to provide us with this facility. Actually, we don't. You know, the devotees come, come to the temple now and everything's very opulent. And it's, but there was a time when maintain, purchasing this property and maintaining this premises was quite austere, actually. Quite austere. Devotees were being put in jail. The, the book distribution brought in income, but it wasn't a huge amount of money. It was quite austere. So, um, you know, we should we should be, always be thankful for and appreciative of the of the efforts of those who've gone before us to provide us with the facilities that we have now. Um, yeah. And now, isn't it interesting what Prabhupada says here? He's referring to Ajahmil, whose history was, is many, many thousands, even millions of years ago, right? Ajahmil's history is a long time ago. But isn't it interesting what Prabhupada says? He said, This is the process, right? Descending from time immemorial. 
Because there are people like that, they're thinking, I wish there was somebody else who could have been able to do this. Because <laughs> although these days, you know, it, it's, um, it's interesting. In, in this day and age, we have devotees uh, competing over who can get on the list. No? They actually compete to get on the list. So, Prabhupada says, this is the process descending from time immemorial. Right? Rosters, uh, cleaning, sweeping, cooking, distributing prasadam, providing that environment of calm and peace and, you know, spiritual experience. It's, you know, the experience that one gets when one comes into a Hare Krishna temple is pure bhakti. This is what it is. It's been managed properly and the devotees are doing their services. So it's, it's a great honour and a great opportunity to just be allowed in the front door. And the benefits, you know, the benefits that we get from um, that engagement is immeasurable. Because as Prabhupada says here, achieve, it gives us an opportunity to achieve the highest success in life. Pretty, pretty amazing. Okay. I've said enough, I think. Does anybody have any comments or questions? What's your experience? Oh, Shibya. Are you bold? Talking about just hang on. Ooh, ooh, just careful. I haven't been working for a few days. I'm not surprised after you just dropped it like that. <laughs> talking about come come closer so I can hear you because my hearing's not that fresh on. There it is, it's working. Didn't turn it on. These sure microphones are designed. Oh, now you turn. And I was talking about comfort. Comfort. Ladies, so um, with, uh, so my question is, when I aim is to go to go to the and where we see um, Krishna and all his friends. Uh, Okay, so we see Krishna and the cowherd boys don't do any austerity, and here we do. What kind of austerity do you do? Waking up early in the morning. That's not austerity, that's fun, isn't it? Huh? Huh? You reckon waking up early is austerity, huh? Have a chat with your mum and dad about that, okay? 
see if they can rectify the situation. Um, you know, actually the morning program is really the greatest pleasure when you think about it. Um, that's why we go to bed early is to get up early so that we can absorb our minds and our senses in a time of the day when spiritual practice brings the most benefit. But Brahma Mahurta, it's very What's the Brahma Mahurta starts at uh, 20 to 4, I think, at the moment, because we've got daylight saving and it's quite early. Um, but you know, the reason why we do that is because, and it is austere, for one, it, you know, if you go to bed late, getting up early is almost impossible. So the idea is go to bed early. But if you can rise early and, you know, uh, chant the Guru Bhashtakam, chant the uh, Panchatattva Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra in the association of the devotees, worship uh, Tulsi, pray the Lord and shring you know, this is, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, my, my personal memories of the morning program are the best memories I have in my life, to be honest. An effort to participate, sure, but the experiences, the spiritual, the, the emotional and the spiritual experience of the morning program, you cannot get that anywhere else. So that's why we do it. We, we're prepared to, you know, perform that austerity because there's something better to be achieved. Right? Um, and, and, you know, the reason why the Cowherd Boys and the residents of Vrindavan don't have to perform austerities like that is because they automatic, they naturally love to serve Krishna. That's their, that's their want. And, um, and so they're, you know, they're, they are, they're already Raghunuga Bhaktas. Well, they're eternal, they're Nichasita associates of Krishna. So they, they're naturally, their natural inclination is to serve Krishna. So they already, they all, they all, they wake up early too, by the way. Right? They get up early and they're thinking, oh great, we're going out to the forest with Krishna today. Fantastic, we're going to have a great time. What are we going to do? So they're up early. You know, wanting to have breakfast, they're wanting to get over to Krishna's place because they want to go for a fun day in the forest, right? play in the caves, and you know, just have a good time with Krishna. Exciting time. You know, it, it, usually Krishna's killed half a dozen demons by lunchtime, right? So, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. So, they're up early. 
It's not that they're not up early, they're up early. So, um, it appears to be austere, but actually it's not. It's a great pleasure. So, uh, you know, Krishna does mention in the Bhagavad Gita that what is poison in the beginning, but nectar in the end is activity in the mode of goodness. Right? And so, you know, rising early in the morning maybe, you know, there's a little bit tough, but the end result is great satisfaction, spiritual advancement, steadiness, self-realisation. You know, you make advancement in Krishna consciousness. You relish the what is it? Manasol Rasena. Is that? Manasol Rasena. Mahaprabhu Kirtana Nritya Gita. Right? What's next? What's the next one? Vaditra Majan Manasol Rasena. Romancha Kampasu Taranga Bajo. Tears come from the eyes. Right? Why? Manasol Rasena. Relishing. The bhakti ras, isn't it? When you're in Mangalati and you're chanting Hare Krishna, you're relishing the bhakti ras. And so sometimes you'll see the devotees are crying because of the emotional experience of, of bhakti. Anybody here cried in the kirtan? Yeah. We don't do it all the time. We're not sahajans. Yeah. But we enjoy what we do. That's why we, otherwise, why would we wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to the temple and go, Whoa, give me another hour or two of sleep. <laughs> but why do we do it? Because we enjoy it. We like it. Is that okay, Cynthia? I'm not sure whether I'll convince you or not, but anyway. Anybody else? Comment? Question? Gentlemen? Oh boy? No? Everything's okay? Everything's okay? Enjoying the holidays? Yeah? Mum and Dad behaving themselves, are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Good. <clears throat> okay, we should thank Shri Prabhupada for giving us the opportunity to live comfortably in his temple. Huh? Prabhupada, Shri 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 Prabhupada